This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Some of the best players in the world making the drive down iconic Magnolia Lane. The year's first major is finally upon us. The Masters at Augusta National with first round play beginning on Thursday. And it's going to be certainly an exciting one. With that, hello and welcome into the Monday Scramble. George Stavarikas with Golf Channel analyst Brian Bateman. Brian, you know firsthand a thing or two about what it's like playing at Augusta National and the buildup. What are the guys doing early in the week to kind of get themselves ready? Well, I remember back in 2008 when I played, I, I was I was uh, trying to talk to any veteran I could get my, my hands on, practice rounds, par three, at night, at dinner, whatever. The players this week, I think, as the week progresses, the golf course tends to, tends to change from Monday to Wednesday. And then there's some kind of pixie dust that they put on the greens <laughs> Wednesday night to change it for Thursday. But really, you're just trying to get comfortable with the golf course, spending some time around the greens. Just like any week, you're trying to keep it as normal as possible. But it is Augusta National and it is the Masters. What, what do you remember most from your experience of playing in 2000? I, re I, I mean, you had to see all four days. I did. I, uh, I remember it going by very quickly. Uh, I remember it being over before it really felt like it started. I remember my opening tee shot on Thursday, which was the most nervous I've ever been on, in any term, in any situation. Um, and I hit a good shot for some, I don't know how I did it. Uh, but I remember how the golf course changed from day to day. And I, that was such a big part of the success at Augusta National. You know where the pins are going to be because there's so much familiarity with the yeah. golf course, watching it all these years. But when, you, when it comes time to put the ball in the right positions, sometimes you have to remember, because your brain's moving so fast, where the, where the positions are on the greens to get the ball started toward the hole because you don't have to aim at the pin at Augusta to hit the ball close. Mm -hmm. And so you have, but you have to attack the par fives. And I think that's the key this week is par five play. And whoever does that the best normally wins. Yeah, it's, it certainly should be a lot of fun to watch. The guy who won, of course, last year, Jordan Spieth. What a performance he was able to put together. Where would you say his game is at, though, going into his master's defense? I don't think he's playing as well as he was last year coming into Augusta. You know, he's, he's shown some spots where he's played well, but he's also had some mistakes. We, we saw it last week in Houston. Uh, he hit it in the water on the, on the 18th hole, made double bogey to finish the tournament, did not have a very good taste in his mouth leaving there, headed to Augusta. So it's been sporadic for him, and that's still saying a lot because he still finishes top 20 just about every week. And he, if you can't remember, it wasn't very long ago, he wins Kapalua by eight shots. So he's got the game, but I don't know if he's quite as confident as he was going into the Masters this year as he was last year. I'd say he could almost be beneficial for where he's at as far as a lot of the spotlight being on Roy McIlroy going for the career Grand Slam, Jason Day assuming the mantle of world number one. Clearly there's pressure on Jordan, but in a sense, he's not at the forefront 
as much, having the big bullseye on his back now that he's world number two. And I remember talking uh, with Jordan earlier in the year. He was saying Augusta, is he likes that course twice as much as any other course he plays on the PGA Tour. So I think it's one of those where once he gets on property with how hot his putter can get in the greens at Augusta National, that I'm not saying he's going to be in the final group on the weekend, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the first page of the leaderboard, regardless of the fact that he scuffled a bit on the West Coast and Florida swing. Yeah, I think he's always enjoyed the underdog role. You know, I think he always has had a chip on his shoulder, and it, that, that keeps him motivated, even when he's number one in the world. He's always had this, this, this urge to get better, to improve. And I think you're exactly right. When you have the, the Jason Days of the world and Rory McIlroy, the, 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 uh, the, the limelight are on those two players. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Jordan Spieth is, is going under the radar this week. No. But he's not quite, he doesn't have, he's defending champion as well. But I don't think the attention is on him like it is Jason Day. And Rory McIlroy, of course, that's a big storyline, his chase of the career grand slam. We've seen some consistently good play, but we haven't seen any really great play right. out of Rory McIlroy in 2016. As far as the putter change, we're about a month plus into it. How would you assess where he's at. Well, I think he's more comfortable now. Uh, his, his biggest fault, it seems like the last few weeks, has been not being able to finish. Mm -hmm. You know, down at Doral, he had his chance on Sunday and he faltered. Uh, and, and I don't think it's so much the putter. His golf swing seems to be in, in great shape. And, and you don't have to putt extremely well at Augusta National to contend because it's a second shot golf course. But he's, his putter has been a little bit spotty the last few weeks, and I think if he can straighten that out, someone like Jason Day, who seems to be making everything he's looking at, similar to J Jordan Spieth last year, that's really not where Rory McIlroy is right now, and I think that's what he's going to have to straighten out. That's his biggest hurdle this week at Augusta, is trying to make those six, eight, ten footers, which are key at any major championship, but very much a key at Augusta just because those are the putts you're going to have on long 30 and 40 footers for par and if you hit a shot into a par 4 or par 5. And I think last year's experience will definitely weigh heavily for Rory McIlroy as far as starting plus 3 the first 27 holes right. and then closing 15 under the final 45. I think he's fully cognizant of the fact that he can't get off to a slow start. But no. a, a posting a round of 70-71 doesn't completely shoot him in the foot. It's the fact that he was a couple over and with how conditions were playing last year. We'll get to that uh, a little later in our Monday scramble as far as if the scoring conditions are going to drop a little from the 18 under that Jordan posted. But I think Roy realizes he's got to get off to a fairly quick start. And the fact that he's been kind of in the thick of things, you can tell he just kind of needs that one week. The game's close. It's not yes. like I, I would say I'd have almost more confidence in where Roy's at right now than Jordan as far as possibly being in the final group uh, come the weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're exactly right. I think Jordan has shown some signs of playing well, but you've also seen, and he's an emotional player, but you, you've seen him get a little bit frustrated with himself uh, last week and the week before at certain shots, certain situations. Rory has the demeanor to handle some missed putts. You know, I don't think he gets down on himself quite like a Bubba Watson does or like a Jordan yeah. Spieth does. But these guys know that this, everything's been pointing towards this week. All spring and all fall. I mean, it's been it's been on Jason Day's mind since the, since the season started. You know, Jordan's probably thought about it every day the last two or three weeks as his defending champion yeah. status. And then you have Rory chasing the career Grand Slam. So everyone's been talking about Augusta for weeks and weeks. Now the week is here. Now it's time to, to start the Masters, and these guys are ready to go. And speaking of showing some emotions after a missed putt, remember Jason Day at the Open last year leaving the putt short on the 72nd hole to try and get in a playoff. Since then, 
what he's done is basically Tiger-esque with right. six wins on the PGA Tour, including getting his first major uh, at Whistling Straits in a, a span of 13 starts, which is absolutely absurd, the numbers he's piled up. Do you think that he has to be the prohibitive favorite, even though he's number one at Augusta, coming into this week as world number one, or where is he on your short list? He is, he is the short list, in my opinion. I think that right now he's playing better golf than anybody in the world. And when I say better golf, that is from tee to green and everything in between, in, including between his ears. He's driving it as long as he ever has. He's hitting more fairways than he ever has. But he's making the putts that Jordan Spieth made last year when he went on his historic run. He's converting those up and downs around the green. He's showing short game prowess that we haven't seen since the Tiger Woods. And he's playing with confidence. He's finished second here at the Masters before. He knows what it's like to be in contention here. His golf game right now is in better shape than anybody. He's had this week to take some time off and rest. He is my clear-cut favorite to win this week. What needs to go right for him? To, to get his first green jacket? I think he needs to stay patient. You know, like I was saying earlier, that this golf course, you have to pick your spots. You have mm -hmm. to play the par fives well. But there's some, some, some pin positions on, this, on the sixth hole, the par three, that you have to aim away, aim toward the middle. Know the slopes. Know that, that that area can get the ball closer to the hole. The 14th green is another one where the pin can be in a certain spot. You have to aim away from it and let the slope carry the ball towards the hole. He has to show some patience. Uh, I don't necessarily think he has to get off to a, to a great start. Now, obviously, he doesn't need to play terrible on Thursday, but I think a solid round on Thursday and a solid on Friday. There's supposed to be some weather, I think, on Thursday. Mm -hmm. But just to get be around the lead come Saturday and Sunday because he has so much confidence right now, and he's, he's so confident what he's doing with his golf swing that if he's anywhere near the lead come the weekend, I think he's going to be the man to beat. Yeah, the belief in himself is pretty impressive. It's huge right now. Impressive to see. Uh, speaking of another Aussie who knows a thing or two about winning a green jacket, Adam Scott, he looked like the hottest player in the world winning consecutive starts. Then Jason Day swoops in with what he was able to do at the Arnold Palmer Invitational in the WGC Dell match play. As far as Adam Scott, what finally clicked in him to kind of return to the heights of circa 2013 when his game had him consistently as, I mean, he got all the way up to world number one at one point. Well, his golf, I don't think his golf swing has changed in 15 years. I, he, he and Louis Hustays, and to me, have the best golf swings yeah. on the PGA Tour. Pretty. Just think if you and I could swing. <laughs> uh, I think the, the key for Adam Scott in the last couple of months has been his putter. Mm -hmm. And he's gotten more comfortable uh, with his new setup. He's starting to see putts go in, and that's always been his, his Achilles heel. Similar to Rory McIlroy, they're streaky putters. Um, and that's not necessarily a good thing when it comes to winning consistently. You know, he didn't see putts go in for a long time, Adam Scott. And now that he's seen some putts fall and he's finished golf tournaments, he played well at, at, in Orlando in, in one Bay Hill. Uh, at the uh, match play, he, he made the, 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 the deciding six or seven footer for par on 18 to beat Phil Mickelson by a shot. He's closed the deal. And, and when you do that, when you make putts that you have to, especially with a new setup, uh, it, 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 with his golf swing, that's the missing piece to Adam Scott. And I think that's been the biggest difference is that he's made some putts down the stretch here late to win golf tournaments, and his confidence has is, is, is gone up because of that. That's why I think he could really play well here. He knows how to win Augusta. He's done it before. Uh, he's a master's champion and always will be. But his golf game right now is in as good a spot as it's been in solely because he's making some putts. And he had a couple-year drought as far as between wins on the PGA Tour, and he famously has had Steve Williams on his bag for the win in the 2013, or the win at the Masters back in 2013. What type of impact will his caddy situation, you think, have this week 
I think it's huge. I think, you know, with Steve Williams on the bag, who knows the golf course as well as anyone with all his victories with Tiger, uh, he was on the bag when, when Adam won three yeah. years ago. You know, it's, it's, you have knowledge, and you have knowledge, and when you, com when you combine the two between a, an experienced player and an experienced caddy, I mean, what a great combination to have all week long. They won't be worried about the conditions of the golf course or about, they'll be talking about creativity, shots to hit, and discussing, because of the knowledge of the greens is so well, they'll know which areas to, to, to have to aim to to get it close to the hole. And you combine those two knowledges, and then they're, they're in great shape coming this week. And I think that, that Adam Scott, Going into this week with Steve Williams, that's a huge upgrade for him, not from his old caddy, just being in Augusta with someone who knows it so well. And we could probably do about 20 minutes as far as the state of Tiger Woods' game, when we might see him again on the PGA Tour. He's not in the field, what we know for sure. He's not in the field for the second time in the last three years at the Masters. As far as the, the, the near future, what do you think lies ahead? He did show some signs as far as his agent Mark Steinberg saying he hopes to return at some point in 2016. Well, only he knows. I, I've been injured. I know what it's like to have a, 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 an injury. I've had two surgeries. And the worst thing you can do is to rush it coming back. And I think Tiger has learned that from his previous surgeries. Uh, I wasn't surprised that he wasn't playing this week at the Masters. It's, it's pretty obvious the last few weeks where he's been given updates very sporadically yeah. about his about his improvement. But look, he hasn't been playing and competitively. He would need some starts before he started this week at the Masters. The PGA Tour needs him back. I mean, we all need him. The game's a better a game with Tiger Woods. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's coming up for the Champions Dinner on Wednesday night. I think that's uh, uh, Tuesday night or Wednesday? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I'm glad he's coming up for that. I think that shows a different side of Tiger. Five years ago, if he was injured, he may not have done that. Uh, but he's showing a sign, a softer side. I, I think that he uh, is going to come back when he's ready. And if that's the, sometime this summer at the U.S. Open or if it maybe if it's even in the fall, come Ryder Cup time, you know, who's to say? But I'm, I'm glad he's taking his time because he cannot wait too long to come back. He needs to come back when he's healthy. And clearly, as far as his road to recovery, what we've seen in the past at times, from the outside looking in, it appears that he came back too soon as far as the recurrence of injuries. And I think it's getting to the point now where he realizes if he comes back too soon again, then it could possibly be a career-ending injury that he suffers instead of one that he can rehab over six months or a year or whatnot. I think that he realizes that that window of opportunity is starting to close quickly. So you got to be 100% healthy if and when you go back out in the PGA Tour and really make sure that your body can handle the rigors of not just playing, but practicing and everything behind the scenes right. that people don't see week in and week well, out. Well, he's not getting any younger. Uh, last I checked, you and I weren't either. As you said, Father Time's undefeated. So, But you're exactly right. He, he, he knows where he is right now, and I think based on his past experience, he won't come back too quickly. All right, so from the opposite end of the spectrum, a guy who's just about to start his journey as a professional, this being his last event as an amateur, that's the reigning U.S. amateur champ, Bryson DeChambeau. Very intriguing guy. Yes. Uh, takes a very different thought process in his approach to the game compared to what the norms are on the PGA Tour. As far as the, uh, the, the method that he's using, I think he's played Augusta 10, 11 times prior to Masters Week to study the course before he tees it up. What do you think of his uh, mentality, if you will? Well, I th he's a very cerebral individual. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we all know, if you don't know much about his equipment, but every club in his bag is the same length. Yeah. So he, he's a tinkerer. He, he likes to think his way around a golf course, and I think his success uh, in amateur play is going to bode well for him this week. I also think by having eight or ten trips around Augusta National, the golf course, the newness of it, won't be that big a deal to him. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see him play 
extremely well this week. I, I think he's got the game to do it. Um, but he needs to enjoy it. You know, he need, your, first, your first Masters, you need to, to take it all in. That's what I tried to do my seven days that I was there. I tried to take it all in. There was still a golf tournament to be played, but, you know, your first time in Augusta is your first time, and you want to make sure that you see it all and do it all. Uh, but I think that he could really raise some, uh, some eyebrows this week if he plays well, just because of, of the way he carries himself with his golf game and him being, you know, playing in his first Masters and this being his last amateur event in his career. Um, look out for him this week. And Bryson DeChambeau, extremely, like you said, a well-spoken guy, very Absolutely. cerebral. Yes. Doesn't seem to shy away from the big moment. No. We heard last year Jordan Spieth after Chambers Bay, and we had Paul Don, who led through 54 holes as an amateur at the Open, say that within the next 10 years, he thinks an amateur will not just win on the PGA Tour, but win a major. Not that I'm going to have you go out on a limb and say Bryson's going to win this week, but what do you think his game is capable of at Augusta? Well, number one, right off the bat, he's a tremendous ball striker, and that never hurts you at Augusta National. As I said earlier, second shot golf course. You got a little leeway off the tee, but you have to place your iron shots in certain portions of the greens to get it close and to stay out of trouble. That's his strength. So moving forward, if he has some knowledge of these greens, and I'm sure, I don't know who's caddying for him this week, but if he has a, a, a knowledgeable caddy, someone who's been around the golf course, been at this tournament before, you add that to his ball striking ability, and that's why I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him play well this week at the Masters. And I thought it was neat. There was a Golf Digest article with Jim Nance, and it was talking about how he spent time with Bryson, and Bryson was asking him for old tapes of the Masters from the 50s and 60s, and looking at see, there you Ken go. Venturi he's, he's and other amateurs who either had a lead or nearly one on Sunday, not just to watch it because he has an appreciation for history, but to see where pin positions were right. and see what other nuances he can glean from how these guys played on it, which side of a hole you need to be on, stuff that you had said that it's clearly a big factor at Augusta He's doing National. his homework, mm -hmm. and that goes back to him being a thinker. and Doing his homework is going to be key for him this week, to be comfortable on the golf course. Because at Augusta National, if you can have as little energy as possible wasted, mm -hmm on your mechanics of your swing or uh, the conditions of the golf course, and you can solely focus on the shot at hand, mm -hmm. you're, you're always better off. And so I think that's very smart of him to do that. A guy who looks comfortable just about everywhere he is, unless he's battling a bulky back. That's 92 Masters champ Fred Couples, who unfortunately had to withdraw due to back issues. Yeah, First time since 94 that he's not teeing it up at Augusta National. That's kind of been the, the, the theme of Freddie's career is the, the back at times has held him back. Well, the 92 champion, who, who can forget the shot that he hit on number 12 yeah. uh, that, that stopped on the bank there, uh, and he ended up getting up and down for par and winning. This has got to be a blow for Freddie Couples. I mean, he, he's always had back issues, but, but he's always figured out a way to come back to Augusta. And even in the recent years, he's had some success there playing well. So if, if, if he withdrew today, which he did, and he's missing it for the third time in the last 32 years, his back must really be bothering yeah. him, and, and I hate to see it because we always love. That's a part of growing up watching a, watching the Masters on TV. For my generation, you know, we, we saw the Nick Faldos and the Greg Normans and the Fred Couples play every year, and it's going to be tough not to see him back again this year. As far as course conditions, that we had touched on it a little earlier, kind of teased it. In 1997, Tiger wins his first Green Jacket, 18 under par, blows everyone out. Then Augusta wanted to compensate for that by quote Tiger proofing. And, and lengthening the course. Yeah. Last year, Jordan Spieth shoots 18 under, tying Tiger's scoring record. I doubt Augusta wants to see a number comparable to that again. What, what do you forecast this week as far as scoring conditions? I don't. I think it's. I think you could see some low scores again, and here's mm -hmm. why. There's. This is probably the most wide open Masters field I can remember in the last 20 years. 
some of the best players in the world right now are playing at their best, at yeah. their peak. Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, uh, Ricky Fowler, Bubba Watson has already won once this year. Adam so, Scott. Adam Scott. These guys are playing great. These, these, these all-time greats are playing tremendous golf right now. So you're going to see peak players play, having peak performances this week. This is a golf course that can be gotten. If you take care of the par fives and you sprinkle in some birdies and you avoid the mistakes, and there's so many players playing well right now, I think you could see some low scores again this year like you did last year. So would you say about, what, around 15 under could possibly win it? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised to see the winner anywhere between 14 to 16 under. And how's the forecast for the week going to affect the course itself. Well, you it's, said there's some p possible weather on Thursday. Possible rain on Thursday, and then it's supposed to cool off a little bit for, for uh, Friday, and then the weekend's supposed to be beautiful. So it'll soften the golf course up, but they have a, a magical way there at Augusta National of avoiding when the rain comes, the greens are still firm and fast. Mm. I think it's just going to be a, a perfect uh, week of golf for some of the best in the world that are playing their best right now, and I can't wait to get it started. A couple guys that you rattled off on that list of peak players playing in their, their top form, a couple southpaws. Uh, we'll start with Phil Mickelson. Uh, it's been a little while since he won on the PGA Tour. In fact, if, as we take a look at the left-handed winners since 2013, there have been six lefty victories by three different gentlemen. Of course, Mike Weir in 03, Phil Mickelson has three green jackets, and it's an even number of years, so you figure you got to pencil in Bubba Watson now that he's won in 2012 and 14. But let's start with Phil. He seems uh, reinvigorated since yes. he made the switch with Andrew Getson. He's had four top 11 finishes uh, on the PGA Tour so far in 2016. How close is he to either getting another victory on the PGA Tour or possibly grabbing a six-career major? I think this week is a, is a critical week for Phil Mickelson, and here's why. Three-time three time Masters champion. He's playing as good a golf right now as he's played in the last two or three years. His last win was the Open Championship yeah, two or three years ago. Uh, he's got some renewed confidence, and he loves this golf course. This is a perfect golf mm -hmm. course for Phil Mickelson. You have to be creative. You have to show your short game prowess around the greens, and you have to make some putts. You don't necessarily have to be the straightest off the tee to play well this week. And so he can turn his driver loose and be aggressive on the par fives. I think he could really open some eyes up this week, and I think he's got a, le a legitimate shot to win his fourth green jacket this week. If he continues playing like he's been playing, he played great in Houston last week, and he's played great in weeks prior, and he loves this golf course. So he's got positive energy moving forward this week at the Masters. And remember, he was a runner-up a, a year ago. Right. Uh, he was he plays the, well here every year. Yeah. Seeming, in 2012, it seemed like he had an opportunity, save for that triple on the fourth on Sunday. I mean, right. Phil's, he's had his moments where he's kind of in the mix and you figure at Augusta of all places uh, that's a course that seems to perfectly suit his short game creativity guy who uh, certainly uh, can blast it off the tee Bubba Watson uh, a winner at Riviera another guy that we've seen flashes from uh, as far as his game being close to bringing his a game at Augusta National well, I don't know if a golf course on the on the PGA Tour suits a player better than Augusta National and Bubba Watson. And here's why. A lot of dog legs at Augusta, as we all know. So Augusta National, you have these dog legs. No one curves the ball off the tee more than Bubba Watson. And so these dog legs fit him to a tee. If he only moved the ball one direction and a dog leg was going the opposite direction, it might not work in his favor. Well, guess what? He moves it both directions off the tee. So with his length and his ability to curve the ball off the tee, these par fives for him are really par four. So it's par 68, 69 for Bubba Watson. And he can get creative around the greens as well. He's got an underrated short yes. game. 
he loves this place just like Phil Mickelson does, and he's won it twice in the last five years. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Bubba Watson play well this week. We keep going back wide open field, George. I mean, there's too many guys that are playing well. It's hard to to, to pencil in one player that's the, 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 the favorite. I know we all have our choices, but there's so many players this week that can play well, Bubba Watson being one. Well, let's take a look at the odds-on betting favorite, nice. if you will, the fun okay. part of our uh, Monday <laughs> scramble. And it's according to Westgate Las Vegas. Our dear friends in the desert have Jason Day at 7-1. to So he is now no moved into the favorite. He and Jordan were co-favorites, but Jason is now 7-1. to Jordan and Roy are at 8-1. to Bubba, Adam, 12-1. to Ricky Fowler, who's had some success at Augusta, 15 to 1 with Phil. Then you see Dustin and Henrik had that runner up finish. He's 20 to 1. Who uh, stands out to you from this list? If you were to place a, uh, a wager uh, among your friends, we'll say. Yeah, I, I, well, I've, I've got a couple of guys that aren't even on the list, but we're going to probably get to that in a few minutes about our, our dark horses or mm -hmm. someone's flying under the radar. You know, I, I think that's an interesting list, but you, you can, you know, half of those guys played this past week in Houston. Mm -hmm. And so, and they showed some 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 great golf. Spieth played well. Phil played well. Um, I, I think it's just the field is so wide open. It's hard for me to bet against Jason Day, and he just has so much, so many good things working with his entire golf game right now. Uh, Rory, it's all about the putter. He he can be a little inconsistent at time, and I think Jordan is is missing the putts that he's used to making the eight to ten, fifteen footers that you and I never make on a consistent basis. <laughs> but he always seems to make them, or at least he did last year. Dustin Johnson's an intriguing player there as well. He's had all the length in the world looking for his first major. Uh, he played well last week in Houston. So no surprise at all that Jason Day is the odds-on favorite, just based on his last two or three months on tour. Remember Dustin last year, I believe he had three eagles in a round at Augusta. Had, had a pretty <laughs> decent performance. How much scar tissue do you think is still lingering from not just what happened at, at Chambers Bay? Because you can kind of see both sides of the coin as far as the, the condition of the greens. And it's not like he hit that bad a putt to try and win right. the U.S. Open. But then at the Open, he's, what, first page of the leaderboard halfway through and then just completely disintegrates. Back 36 got him. Uh, how much of that do you think is still lingering? You know, I, I don't know. I think he handles himself pretty well. And I think he does a pretty good job from what I've seen. Of, of putting negative behind him. You know, he, he's a laid-back guy. He's a very confident individual and, and confident with his golf game. But he has a way of, of, of not letting things affect him. Perfect example, yesterday in Houston, he, he's close to the lead. He makes a double bogey on number 11. He comes back and drives the 12th, tee, uh, the 12th green. That right there shows you how he can compartmentalize mm -hmm. negatives and positives. So I don't think there's a lot of scar tissue. Obviously, he wants to win. He's chasing his first major. Maybe some of those missed putts he was just trying too hard. You know, that's been his Achilles heel as well. He tends to pull putts down the stretch when he gets under the gun. And we saw it a little bit last week. We saw it at the U.S. Open last year. So he's got the, the, the game to do it. Probably the most athletic and talented guy on the PGA Tour. It's all about the putter, and I keep going back to it. To play well this week, you need to putt well. I, I, would, I wouldn't think he would have any scar tissue from last summer, though, because he's going to get his majors. I really believe that. Mm -hmm. he's, he's just too good. And you figure of the four, Augusta would be tailor-made for his style of play, and especially with how explosive he is off the tee. As far as someone who's pretty lethal with the putter, we already have one major in the books worldwide, the ANA Inspiration LPGA Tour, wrapping up their first major over the weekend. And pretty exciting finish down the stretch, especially by Lydia Ko to birdie the 72nd hole. It's amazing the poise that she has in big moments 
and how young she is to now grab consecutive majors and she has two on her resume. It's unbelievable. It's unprecedented. It's, it's historic. And I think the thing that I took away yesterday watching the, the, them come down the stretch was that she had only 200 yards as her second shot on the 18th hole, knowing she was one back, and she lays up because she knows she's a good wedge player. To show that kind of poise and veteran discipline, discipline to do that as an 18-year-old is just unbelievable. So hats off to her. How many majors is this girl going to win, this woman going to win over her career? I mean, it, it, you could be getting to the teens pretty quickly. As young as she is and as well as she's playing, is she the next Tiger Woods capacity-wise for majors? I mean, it, Dude, the numbers the that they the showed limit. through the amount of starts that they'd each compiled, I believe it was some number in the 70s, but they had comparable wins, top yeah. 10s. I mean, the, there are a lot of commonalities, at, at least from the amount of starts that they've made in the infancy of their career. And she's grounded. She, she knows her place. I mean, she's, the sky's the limit for, for Lydia Ko. She is unbelievable how well she's playing right now. And she has 12 career victories, two majors. For a lot of people, that would be a career. Lydia Ko <laughs> has done that, and she's still a teenager. And here's the four remaining majors on the LPGA Tour schedule for 2016. Pretty neat, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. June 9th through 12th, and we've got a couple in the month of July, U.S. Women's Open, Rico Women's British Open, and then the Avion, where Lydia Ko is a defending champ in September. So with the uh, impact of the golf's return to the Olympic Games, you see the ladies are having kind of the same, not scheduling concerns, but condensed schedule of majors in the summer. What, what do you think that will be like to have to play three majors in the span of, what would it be, six, seven weeks or so? Well, it's definitely going to be a different scenario. You're so used to having a major than maybe having five to six weeks off before the next one. Yeah, condensed schedule, just a, it's a unique time of the year with the Olympics. And then you have the rider coming. Everything in about a 90-day span, it's going to be a lot of golf, major golf being played. Uh, look, these are professionals. They're the best in the world. They'll figure it out. And some, some players may even enjoy that because they come off the heels of one major and they're playing well, then they can uh, uh, piggyback that right into the next major that's only a week or two away. All right, so let's go with your pick, which uh, you've alluded to it. And then uh, we'll I'm going give chalk. A Give, a, give a, a name under the radar that could surprise some people as I've well. I've got two, quickly. Okay. I think Charles Schwartzel, playing some of his best golf of the year. He won in Tampa. Uh, a good he, one. He's a past champion. And Zach Johnson, uh, I, he finished uh, fifth or sixth in Bay Hill a few weeks ago. Played well in the match play until he got beaten by Rory. He's a, a Masters champion from 2007. I think those two guys are flying under the radar. With the experience, I think they could surprise some people. And Chuck's the alias for Jason Day, just to clarify. <laughs> That's your guy? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to, I mean, you can't really make a case against Jason Day. So no. it's like a, apples to oranges as far as picking one of those guys who was on the first page that we saw when it came to Vegas betting odds and the names that we've rattled off. Uh, rattled off. I think Rory McIlroy, I don't know why I'm kind of going with my gut. I mean, you can make a case against him that maybe his putter couldn't withstand the rigors of 72 holes at Augusta National to allow him to prevail to win the green jacket, that it might take him a couple cracks. But I think from his major pedigree and his experience being in those situations, that it seems like we've seen some pretty good consistent play. And like you said, he doesn't need to putt great. No. I mean, tee to green, when he is on, if he has one of those weeks, he can putt average and still win by four. It's just kind of everything coalescing for him at the right moment. And for some reason, I think that he could. this will be the year that he gets it done. Uh, I'm an under-the-radar guy. I'll go with another South African. How about Louis Oosthuizen? We've, we've seen flashes from him. Uh, his back 
which has been an ongoing issue in his career, seems to be, at the moment, holding up pretty well so far in 2016. And he's a guy who lost in a playoff before at the Masters. So, plus he's a major champion. Yeah, plus he's that. won a major and he lost in a playoff right. last year in a major. Hey, that's a great call. He's playing some tremendous golf right now. How can you not with that golf swing? I know. It's pretty. <laughs> it's like the, the South it. African version of Freddie Couples. I love his golf swing. Will. All right, so those are our picks, folks. For Brian Bateman, a winner on the PGA Tour. Myself, thanks so much for joining us on this Monday Scramble. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.